This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is Aaron McGowan, certified personal trainer and wearing a blazer. This is Ryan Stanger, certified personal trainer and mechanical pencil repairman. All right. You found the dumbbells and comedy fitness podcast. Committed to bringing you inspiration, motivation, and sometimes uh, information. Hey, dumbbells, let's get them. I got a uh, I got a judgmental all right for my opening joke there from Aaron. That was mechanical giddy. pencil. Last time was fish stick, some shit. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I <laughs> I think they're pretty uh, disparate. You know, <laughs> not like I'm like s- just sticking to one thing. I feel like the at least the variety is worth. I think it's some, just like some long kind of skinny thing. Like I'm like last time fish stick, now we're put mechanical pencil repairman. Felt like at the last second you were like, oh, this is too close to fish stick. I should say something else. You know. I don't know. I haven't felt judged that way before on these, <laughs> and so it's now that really? that's open, it's good to know. Oh yeah. Judge away, bruh. All right. Well, before we get too far into up our own asses, let's get our guests into this weight room. Okay. You ready? You guys, welcome improviser, sketch comic, Amanda Bonar, like Sonar. You heard it here first. Amanda, everybody. Hello. Yes. Thank you for... Uh Including the part of me explaining how to pronounce it for. <laughs> oh, because honest to God, you could, if I don't say that part, I would have switched it, your name somehow into a new different last name that you'd never heard of. And so having something that rhymes really does help. And I just said it all, it, you know? I mean, full disclosure, since we're, we're laying ourselves bare and being vulnerable here, it's a terrifying yeah. last name to pronounce. It's terrifying. <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I went through it in middle school. It was not yeah. super great. Um, no. Also, a lot of people in my family pronounce it differently. So, like, we're not even on the same page about yeah. the best way to go at it. <laughs> oh, that's fun. <laughs> well, if you're like, because, okay, my last name before I got married was McGown. M-C-G-O-W-N. My mom married into that last name. She says McGowan. And then is like confused when people throw an A or an E in there. So I do feel like, and now my last name is freaking signs and I have to spell this shit. People are like, nobody's going to get like, that right. No, people are like, like, what, like the Shyamalan movie. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I wish it was. I would, I have spoken to Jason about doing a, a hard switch just to S I G N S because that's what people want to say. So spell. So let's do it. Anyways. Welcome. Uh, I have a little name. I have a little last name drama. I've oh, told let's hear it. Aaron before. So my family says Stanger, Stanger with a soft G. Um, that's what I grew up saying. And then when I got into school, everybody would just pronounce it as Stanger. And then I, at a certain point, I was just like, "What the fuck do I care? Like what?" <laughs> What a, like I, it was this weird thing to where I would like immediately put somebody off balance by like arbitrarily correcting them on my last name when it didn't matter. Now, uh, you know, with yours, Amanda, I get that you want it like, Hey, this is a way that you say it. And this is how it's to be said. But with mine, it was so inconsequential. Like it didn't matter to me. And so like, I just, if people said Stanger, like I just stopped correcting them. 
And then now I have like a wife and a kid and they all say Stanger. And like my family is a little weird about it. You know, like they are like. That's so trying? funny. Yeah. I can't believe. I, you have told me that, but I definitely forgot. That's amazing. Yeah. You have it's, forever changed the history of like how your family name is <laughs> yeah, pronounced. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Huge. Huge. And it wasn't for any, you know, like me trying to separate myself or anything. It was literally just being exhausted by, you know, it just felt weird. <laughs> it's Stanger. And people are like, all right. Wait, <laughs> how does your family? What's that? How does your family say it? Stanger. They just say it with a soft G. Stanger. Yeah. And there'd be like, all these things like, like danger. danger. Yeah. Like all that kind of shit. But there's a place in Norway, Stavanger, Norway, um, <laughs> that they... That they think is like where I, I, it, I mean, Stavanger, there is. Norway is where your family's from. There's some like Italy and Norway. Like, um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> supposedly, according to my dad, I haven't done any, you know, I don't give a shit. Just, oh. I'm I just kind of vaguely white, you know, like just, yeah. you didn't yeah. want to go ahead and do a 23 and me and find out the exact location of, <laughs> yeah. There's no exciting cultural heritage to explore or anything. It's all just kind of, you know. Hey, you don't know. You could be a freaking prince of some nation. You've you've seen Princess Diaries, right? Yeah, about a hundred times. <laughs> Has the Action Boys done Princess Diaries? No, but you know, I went to college with Chris Pine and he's a friend of mine. Oh, Twist. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Get him. Get him on here. Stay. Stay. He does a lot. I don't think he, I don't think he does a lot of interviews. Ugh, crap. He works out though. He does work out. Yeah, does work out. Yeah. You've been sleeping on us, Stanger. What are you talking about? Get freaking Chris Pine on the line. Amanda, would you mind if Chris Pine joined this interview? <laughs> you know, I would um, gladly share my time. If, uh, if you just want me to send him a quick text, hop on. All he has to do is get the QuickTime app, download yes. it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a couple, 15 easy steps that have no problems. Would we sound this. like monsters to Chris Pine? Who knows? Um, <laughs> so Amanda, l- let's get into it with Amanda here. Uh, yes. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. Now, um, Aaron went to uh, a new gym, new gym for Aaron. Amanda, how long have you been there? I've been there like two months, I want to say, okay. like, since the start of the new year. Great. So new gym for you too. So I guess we'll kind of build towards that. Um, but people like it when we go back, way back. And back in time. Yeah. Any type of, um, you know, information you can give us about how you've brushed up with fitness. Did you play sports? Did you get into exercise? Did you try any diets? You know, all that kind of fun stuff. But you can go like way back. Like what was your first kind of, like you your know. first steps. Were yeah. you engaging? You think your core, your neck, too much neck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too much neck. Weird baby. Just constantly at a teeter. People constantly worried I was going to just face plant. Um, I was so not an athletic kid um, or person really at all until <laughs> I joined the gym uh, that Aaron and I met at. Um, so the last two years have really been a lot of me uh, re-identifying what I, what I thought about myself in oh, terms cool. of fitness. Um, yeah, I did. I did like Taekwondo as a kid for like a couple years, cool. which I recently heard a joke that like every like white kid in the nineties did Taekwondo. And I was like, man, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. I sadly didn't, but I will be the adult in the Taekwondo class for kids in the next five years. I will do it. 
is they were in a lot of strip malls and stuff, you know, where you could just like, you'd be going to like subway or something and just see a bunch <laughs> just of like happened upon it. Kids in geese and stuff. I, you know? Yeah. And they're just like, I guess, Oh, I got my stripe. <laughs> yeah. Where'd you grow up? Uh, I'm from San Diego. Okay. So were you close to the beach out there? Or were you more inland? Um, we were like maybe 20 minutes from the beach. So pretty close. Um, that being said, I have only surfed once. I'm <laughs> generally not a huge fan of the ocean. It's just scary and cold. Uh, and you don't know what's in there and, uh, Absolutely. land seems safe. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's fair. So did, were you guys like hiking and stuff out there in San Diego? It's good weather. Like it's good weather to be outdoors there. Yeah. Uh, I would really love to say yes, that I was out there hiking. <laughs> I was not. Um, in, in high school, I did half a season of water polo because I okay. felt like I should try a sport. Um, and I had friends who did it. And then ultimately I quit so that I could go back to doing, uh, drama and improv. Um, mm. Yeah, most of my life was indoors in a theater. Very what? comfortable there. <laughs> Water polo's fucking brutal, man. That's a that's a rough one to try out, you know. I mean, yeah, just to just to test the waters into <laughs> straight up water water fights. I I remember our um like the first week of practice when we and and again like I did not work out and then it was like oh you want to do like a two hour swim practice and I remember that week being like so sore all over but being like my hands are sore Jesus like wow. every part of my body was just like not used to this at all you're constantly having to egg beater yourself out of the water uh, that's a technique of treading water, Aaron. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> oh, you noticed that I fell asleep as soon as you started saying an egg beater. <laughs> yeah. You don't like, you like a whisk. Um, uh, yeah. I'm a whisk girl. That's you yeah. That's to- a, that you have to be like a strong swimmer already and have a lot of comfort in the water. Now, did you swim a lot growing up or did you think you liked swimming? I mean, I knew how to swim. So that, that, uh, oh, that's good. that was a big misunderstanding on my part. I had friends who did it. And one of my friends was like, yeah, I mean, if you know how to swim, like you'll be fine. And I thought she meant just like literally, like if you know how to not drown, <laughs> right. you'll be fine. And then later I was like, oh, she meant like if you are a swimmer and you feel comfortable because they like were on swim teams and all of that. Right. Um, so I probably could have asked more follow up questions before just being <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going to do that. Um, and it was so embarrassing. It was really embarrassing for me. <laughs> that's a tough, I mean, that's tough. That could put you off of sports, you know, it seems like yeah. it may have. Um, what, what, what other, what other physical stuff did you like to do growing up? Were your parents active? Were they into sports or working out or anything? Not really. Um, I mean, both my parents are like, I would not say, I mean, I'd say they're both like generally in shape, but we didn't do like a ton of, I don't know. I guess we weren't like a super active family. Um, my mom like taught me how to like hit a bat and like, you know, play catch and stuff like that. Like, and we would run around, but no organized sports per se. Um, yeah. That's cool. You just did like random batting practice with your mom just to like learn how to. <laughs> yeah. You know, it actually paid off recently. I got asked to sub in on a, um, a softball team that like some comedy friends were on and Fun. they needed somebody to come. And I was like, yeah, okay. Like I, I think I kind of know what I'm doing. And I, I did very well. I did way better than I thought I would. And I texted my mom afterwards and I was like, thank you. I like, that's all to you that I, 
I hit the ball <laughs> twice and I like caught it and I, you know. That's Hell awesome. Yeah. That's, that's the next venture. We're, we're going to go play softball. Um, that's so fun. When I get tired of this gym. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, Aaron, can you, Aaron, can you play baseball at all? Oh, you want me to talk about baseball? Um, I can, I can do okay. I can do okay. I can hit the ball sometimes and I could catch the ball again sometimes for the most part. I'm okay. Were you just, you were just basketball. Oh yeah. I was just basketball solid until, until the tryouts for seventh grade. But yeah, yeah, no, but I do think being a part of a comedy league, I am pretty good at like, I'm like better than the bad ones, but not like the ones that like did sports in college. You're not necessarily a ringer, but you can hold your own. Right. And so I like when you're like comedy league, I'm like, Oh, I'm in, I can, I can at least be not the worst person on the team for, I can't do a swim team, but other than that, any of the other teams I could do, but like they, it was like the, the, the dodgeball. I'm like, I think I could do that now. I couldn't do that when I was younger, but I think I could do it now. So dodgeball. Is there a comedy dodgeball league? Yeah, I, I've seen some Instagrams about it. Because of the popularity of the film? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, honestly. people were like, remember that film that came out in 2010? Maybe? <laughs> With that guy fucking is a pirate in it or whatever. That, that, was, movie, a weird, that was a weird movie. But that movie was inspiring, I'll be honest to me. Patches of Hulan, played by Rip Torn. Um, <laughs> That's the part of Dodgehead uh, or Dodgeball. He can head remember over here. everything about every movie of all time, other than it sounds like Princess Diaries. So I remember Anne Hathaway, Chris Pine, fucking um, is it Julie Andrews in it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's a sequel. I got in a car accident on the way to the sequel. So there you go. <laughs> Totaled my car. Made my oh. brother scared to learn to drive. Hell yeah! I was 19. That sucks. Yeah, uh, that does like Amanda. So, so what was nutrition like growing up for you? Were your parents watching what they were eating? Was there goofy diet stuff? I mean, we've had you know a lot of snack well discussions on this show before, and we'll um, have another one. Don't be afraid. Yeah, we we had snack wells. Um, <laughs> they don't make those anymore, right? I don't know. I just remember I the green boxes and, and them not being good. But I'd be like, oh, fuck, I'll crush this box of fucking <laughs> yeah, whatever these. Cookies I feel are. like I. Yeah, like they're they're probably decent enough that you're like it's better than nothing. Sometimes when you want something sweet, like anything will do yeah, the trick. Any port in a storm. Sorry to bring up the ocean, Amanda. Um, oh no, again. Yeah. I don't want to scare it's you. Always off the haunting pot. me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking yeah, up. People do they still make snack wells? <laughs> and drum roll. In 2022, B&G Foods discontinued the Snackwells brand. Wow. They made it to 2022. Yes. <laughs> During wow. the pandemic, people are like, fuck it. I'm just going to eat whatever I want. I don't. <laughs> yeah. That means you can definitely still buy it online. It's like on eBay for sure. Yeah. For too much money. And it, oh, I, I'm going to look that up now. I'm going to look up uh, <laughs> how much you can buy Snackwells for on eBay. What is it? It's weird with like hostess too, because they'll always say they, they discontinue Twinkies, but they're still kind of around, right? Or I feel like I still see them around. Or they di- discontinue Twinkies? I can't remember what it was. They're, like one of the big, one of the big kind of noteworthy treats they discontinued, but I, I, st- I kept feeling like I was still seeing them. 
I only have about 4% of the information, so this is not that interesting of a segue. <laughs> <laughs> they discontinued uh, Chaco Tacos recently, and people were up yeah, in arms. Those were good. They were okay. good. Okay. It says yes. you can still buy snack wells at Walmart. So I bet that Walmart had an overstock and that they're still selling. They're fucking hoarding the snack wells. I can buy it online right now, $6.13. Maybe I should just do it, and then I'll sell them on eBay. This will be my new side hustle. You can get yourself a fucking gun, some snack wells, patio <laughs> furniture, and a Christian movie. And what you can have a nice life. A nice life. Uh, wow. So so what was, did your mom or dad cook? Did they, were they doing a lot of home-cooked meals? Were you guys doing fast food combos? Uh yeah, not a lot of fast food. We we generally ate at home, uh, home cooked meals. Um, God, we're really you're really making me like remember like what is what was my childhood? In my mind, I was just like <laughs> I've always been at least twenty. Um, <laughs> we'll get to yeah. twenty, but I want. We did a lot of like tuna casserole, hamburger helper, her um, pot pie, like. Things like God, that. I um, love tuna casserole. That shit was, that's when you knew your mom was in a good mood. It's like, that's like the cheese on the top, a little crispy. Hell yeah. What, tuna's uh, so good. What it was your favorite uh, home prepared? What was like your goat? Like when you were pumped, when your parents announced that they were making that? My favorite meal as a kid, uh, and this is a little horrifying now, is chicken pot pie with cantaloupe and a big glass of milk. <laughs> yeah, that's weird, dude. Like that was like my birthday request meal. Like I'd love to connect oh, with you on that one, but it's a weird one. <laughs> with cantaloupe. So I don't like watermelon, but I love cantaloupe. Cool. That is a very rare Hot find. Take. I know. That's a wow. it's it's a good taste, but you gotta be expecting it, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's to an not like watermelon. That's like water and sugar, like sugar water. Like how like Do you like watermelon like now? No, no, no. I, it's no. Because it's, it's sugar water. I'm like, oh, it tastes like sugar water. It's oh my know. god, that's my favorite taste <laughs> in the world. Wow. What about this- Crenshaw melons? It's kind of like a honeydew cantaloupe hybrid. I, I thought know. you were making a joke. No, it's a real. Are you thing. making a joke? No, it's I a, don't know what this is. Yeah, they're good. It's a comedy podcast, but it's hard to tell. <laughs> There's like cassava melons. There's a bunch of different kinds of melons. You should branch out. I mean, Crenshaw melon. Yeah. But you're from like fancy Northern California. So they knew about these melons that are specialty melons. I like them too, but there, there's a lot that live in the kind of cantaloupe world. Do you like honeydew or is that too sweet for you? I think honeydew is less sweet. It's, it's sweeter than cantaloupe maybe though. Right. Isn't it? I mean, I'm just thinking. I don't know. Honeydew is, is fine. I've never just like bought a honeydew, but if it comes in like a fruit salad, like, you're not gonna, yes, I will be the one to eat it. You're not going to um, pick around it. I can't believe yeah, I'm just I'll, kind of like shocked about the watermelon situation. This is, it's, it is a hot take. That is a hot take. You I know. think that's my biggest food hot take. That's the mm-hmm. one that people usually, and I understand that I'm wrong there, but I, it's just how I feel. It's just how you feel. And that's fine. Have you ever seen a uh, hippopotamus just eat a watermelon before? Yes. It's pretty fucking yes. cool, man. <laughs> that wild. doesn't turn you around on him a little bit, Amanda. 
You know, I've tried eating them whole like that. Just, just having, just propping my jaw up and the having rind. someone drop it in. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's still just, you know, don't like the taste. <laughs> Have you ever tried to uh, attack a, a boat in a safari? I mean, who hasn't? Okay. Can you really say you've lived if you haven't tried to attack a boat in a safari? I mean, that can uh, kind of like work up your appetite for a honey, you for a full watermelon like hippos do. Um, anyway, man, that's I all really I got like, on that. I like the idea that Amanda won't go in the ocean for surfing, but give her the chance, we'll terrorize a boat filled with, you know, people who want to take a photo. I love that. Filled with like Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Yes. He's like the only person yes. that could afford that kind of shit. Um, <laughs> Alexa heard me. Yikes. God. Don't, fi- don't fire us, Bezos. Are we on Amazon podcast? Probably, right? They have a little podcast thing. They go, we go everywhere. So probably. We go everywhere. Um, okay. So you're loving your, your, your pot pie. Do you, does your, does your parents make the crust from scratch or was it a frozen crust or? <laughs> Amanda's shocked. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, the funny thing is my, my mom is definitely on your own. 100% going to listen to this and she will text me immediately and be like, obviously the answer is whatever the answer is. Um, or was it just a I've, frozen I've pot pie? Words. I hope she's okay with some cuss words. She's okay with cuss words. Okay. Um, <sighs> it was God. not a frozen pot pie. She definitely made okay. it like so with the cream of chicken soup and whatever else is in there. I don't eat meat anymore. A lot of this sounds really gross now that I'm thinking about it. Like <laughs> the little chunks of chicken. and. Uh, I think that's good. Uh, I still eat meat and I think that sounds good. Now, c- combining it with your, your go-to, you know, side dishes is a little where you lose me a little bit, but I mean, all that stuff independently is pretty good. Um, that's good. And then what, what kind of birthday cake did you like? Did your mom make Ooh. a cake or did you? Yeah, she, she, uh, she makes a cake. Uh, she will still make a cake if I see her anytime near my birthday. Um, shout out to Susan. What a lovely, yeah, I love lovely your person. Mom. Great yeah. mom. Teaching you to swing a bat, making you pot pie and big old glass and of birthday milk. cake. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she made me a big glass of milk. Um, ice cold yeah, cantaloupe, <laughs> ice cold. Yeah. You got to put it in the freezer so you can just gnaw on it like yeah. with the back teeth. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I do for my dogs. You just, here's a frozen banana. Have a good day. Oh, a banana. I thought you made cantaloupe and I was like, can dogs have cantaloupe? I don't know. I mean, maybe they could, but I, I haven't, I, I don't buy cantaloupe. I don't give them the numbers, you know? You, there's a bunch of terrifying stuff for dogs that they can't have, or it's like, don't ever feed them grapes. And you're like, what the fuck? Like they're like, <laughs> as you're feeding them grapes. Cause you had no idea. Cause no one tells you about it. Well, when they're you kind of like dog. in a fridge, you know, like, at, I mean, it, I could just see it happening to where, my, you know, my dog will eat anything. And so I don't know. It's like, don't, they're like, don't even keep them in the house. People yeah, are. dogs don't take a whole lot of personal responsibility in that category. They <laughs> will look at you so lovingly, like you have to you have to share this thing with me. And then you're like, oh, I have to now Google if this will kill you or not because you don't care. Yeah. yeah. You have led me led me to this moment. They, yeah, they love poison stuff. Um for that. Dogs and kids love poison. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what about that birthday cake? Because I'm over here about to drool and stuff. Birthday cake, yellow cake, chocolate frosting, <gasps> oh, that's good. and homemade icing, usually like pink, cool. which Cute. she made with like, um, what's that called? Like that powdered sugar. Like it's so sweet, but you know. Yeah, that sounds good as hell. 
that's my dad's favorite cake was yellow frost or yellow cake chocolate frosting. And my mom would make the chocolate frosting from scratch. And it's still, God, I would lie about how much of that cake I would eat when they were not around. I was just always lying about you all just the yummy like cut food. like big long slivers off and then like the, <laughs> yep. the squares would keep getting smaller and smaller. And you're like, hmm, <laughs> yep, this is, yep, yep, <laughs> geometrically I, uh, improbable that this. Uh, <laughs> Um, I did that for a sketch show recently. Uh, me and my team were doing a sketch where we had to have three pieces of cake. And like the night before the show, I was like, I think if I just like cut a little <laughs> off of each side, like I bought the cake. So they won't know right. how that's much. Amazing. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that's what the sketch was about. I love that you're at your house and you're like, if I just take a little bit. It, like you got to change it from like, Pieces of cake to cake bites is what we're calling it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just reworked the sketch. Yeah. I'm like, it's a cake pop. Yeah. Put a toothpick in it. I've, I've told this before, but when I was in college, um, my roommate, my roommate was a big boy, and like I had, I had stopped playing sports, and so I was trying to like lose, uh, like, like just trying to like lean out and you know lose some of this weight, weight that I'd put on from because I was always trying to gain weight and then I and then I got found myself in this place where I wanted to lose it, but he wasn't on that you know road because he's still playing ball and stuff, and so like I didn't want to tell him like don't even put this stuff in our house because it wasn't fair. Obviously, he wants to you know indulge and eat have and his life, yeah. have his life. And so he would go, <laughs> I was done playing and I was just finished up my last semester and he would go on road trips to play games and like have just his ice cream in the fridge. And I'd be like, oh, I'm just going to like scrape a little off the top. And then it would get to the point to where it was like, God, well, at I this point this I might as well just finish it. And then I was like, I'll just buy him a replacement and say, Hey, I finished your ice cream. I bought your replacement. And then like while he was still gone, I'd be like, I can at least eat down to where he had eaten before and just not even mention that it's a replacement. I'll just like eat it down. And sometimes I'd go too far and then eat that all the way. I'm like, I'm just going to get you another one. We'll start fresh. <laughs> it was like this whole fucking site, you know, like this oh fucking shell game I would play with myself. Um, but anyway, so what, so you get out on your own. Uh, what do you, what are your habits like, like when you're on your own? We don't get to talk about that story you just told. <laughs> oh, just well, like- I just felt like I was bogarting the um, conversation a little bit. No, yeah, I no just- we get to make fun of you real quick. Yeah, go <laughs> yeah, ahead. Give make, us a, m- just a minute. Just make fun. Just Any laugh. follow-up questions, I'm happy to answer. <laughs> what kind of ice cream was it? I mean, it was all different kinds. He definitely okay. wasn't limiting himself and I certainly right. wasn't either. So, <laughs> All right. Was there multiple things of ice cream at one time? I don't think so. There might have been, but I mean, this, this is like guys, you know, it wasn't like a, like a house to where there would be like, oh yeah, a couple different flavors for different, you know, people or like multiple in one dish. It was just like, he would just go and get himself like a, a thing of ice cream and eat it. I think there might've been multiple. And if there was, I was certainly fucking, you know, <laughs> spread, spreading the love around. <laughs> God, I love that. I love the story. And also like when you would, when you were little and you used to eat the ice cream from the other side, that's my, Oh yeah. That's <laughs> if you're not you familiar, those- Amanda, there used to be boxed ice cream. It may still be like, it would be boxed and there would be, you could open it from the top or the bottom. Like it would just slide out. And so like, I would like open it and like eat from the bottom, like scoop it out from the bottom. And then at a certain <laughs> point, my mom would just like poke the thing in and it would be like, 
a false floor. Yeah. It's so fun. It's such a good idea. I'm so mad I didn't think of it myself because I would love to do that. You fly high for a couple of days until you get exposed. And then, of course, they know the fucking psycho that's doing that. It wasn't like I could. My sisters were all normal. It wasn't, you know, I was like this gremlin. Like I was in my house. I was like a raccoon in a dumpster. Like anything I could. I was eating like pie filling, you know, like whatever. (laughs) God. That sounds like something out of a like a bank heist movie too, where they're like, "We'll go up from the bottom, and yeah. they won't notice the money pile is empty yeah. on yes. the inside." Yeah, totally, totally. Uh, also, pie filling—I've never eaten that, but I would. Yeah. Oh, okay, this is part of my childhood food that I remember. Um, I very regularly ate frosting out of a can with a spoon. Mm. Like we kept it cold. Yeah. And it was just a little treat yeah. that we had constantly that <laughs> like, I really <laughs> wish I could still have regularly. Oh my God. It's just like, it's like diabetes in a can just, or whatever. Yeah. Just waiting it, to hit. And it's like 200 calories for I two know, tablespoons or something. It's like peanut butter. It's like the like nutritional denseness of peanut butter without any of the healthy fat or protein. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Totally, I remember going to my friend's house and my friend's family had a, had a, had a frosting like thing that was like open for business. And I was like, wait, you can just have this in your house. Like, cause we were fat in my family. We were not holding ourselves back from anything, but we never had a frosting can open. And I was like, I think I can do this. Like I will, I will do this. And so when I moved out, I decided to have a can of frosting and it was the worst decision for myself that I've ever made. And I did it a couple times, but it's not, it wasn't pretty. You never feel great. You don't know. You never so, want to go like on a, I'm sure when you're a kid, it doesn't hit like it does when you're in your twenties and when you're in your twenties. And then I can't even imagine now. Oh yeah. I don't think I can recover. <sighs> They, yeah, they would, it sounds good in theory, but yeah, yeah. you just, you immediately regret it. Um, they would, they would stay in the fridge because you frost cakes with them, but you don't have, sometimes you don't use all the frosting. And so they say refrigerate and then like they would hang around in fridge sometimes fridges. Sometimes I had friends that had like, um, would like just be allowed to have like the logs of cookie dough. Oh yeah. Oh, we did that too. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Bell Babies? It's Aaron here interrupting the episode to talk to you guys about Athletic Greens. Now, this partner of ours, I use this product literally every day. Stanger uses this product literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because of Stanger, because of the dumbbells, and I thought it was just going to be something I tried, I could talk about, cool, 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 but it actually became an integral part of my daily routine so much so that I take it when I travel. Um, cause it let's get into, let's get into why the, because, okay. Because with one scoop of athletic greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day. Right. So you understand. You feel me on why I'm taking this with me wherever I go. Now, this special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, 
your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Hello, all of the things. Okay, so this is my morning routine. I just drop it in some ice cold, yummy water. I have it at my house. You know, you know, you got it there too. Okay, I blend it up, shake it up, easy breezy, and I'm skyrocketing into health wellness. Now, this benefits my life because I don't have to shop for all of these individual ingredients. It is lifestyle friendly. So if you're eating keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, you're going to be good. Contains less than one gram of sugar, which is great. I'm doing my cut. If you guys have listened to any of this, I need low sugar. No GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while still tasting good. It has like this like mild tropical flavor um, that makes me feel fancy and healthy. And I don't know a better feeling. Now, lots of people take some kind of multivitamin and it's important to choose one with high quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. AG1 is a small micro habit with huge benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take care of yourself. Now, it also helps with better sleep quality and recovery. It also supports mental clarity and alertness. And it's 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 costing you because you're probably thinking, what are we talking here? It is costing you less than $3 a day. So you're actually investing in your health and it's cheaper than my cold brew habit. I'm, I'm trying to take that down a little bit. So this, you know, we'll, we're going to do the math and see if it still holds up, but it's, it's cheaper than getting all of these different supplements yourself. Listen, you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance situation. So if you don't believe me, Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. It is recommended by professional athletes. And listen, it's trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Barris and Michael Gervais. So check them out too. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com dumbbells. Again, that is athleticgreens.com dumbbells to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. What is up, Bell Babies? It is Erin here coming to you to talk about how busy are you? You're trying to be fit. You're trying to be in shape. You're trying to hit those new PRs. It's in the back of your mind. It's in the front of your mind. Whether we are at the gym, we're going to work, in and out of the office, home, between meals, with the fam, meals on your own. Let me tell you what, one of our new sponsors, Mosh Protein Bars, are the smart snacks to keep your brain and your body fit. 
fueled and feeling good. Now, we're used to having protein bars. We're used to seeing all the protein hype. I want to say that mosh brings in the brain element that maybe some of us are missing. Okay, so they have six delicious flavors. So let's just get that get that straight. All right. Each mosh bar comes packed with 12 grams of protein. And here's the thing that is different. Brain boosting ingredients like ashwagandha, lion's mane, collagen and omega threes. So at 160 calories and only one gram of sugar, mosh protein bars are the guilt-free snack your brain and body will crave. Now, your brain is your number one tool. If you don't got your brain, we're not going to the gym, we're not doing deadlifts, which is why mosh protein bars were expertly formulated I don't know how to say expertly, expertly formulated. I need my mosh bar by top neuroscientists and functional nutritionists to support optimal brain health. So this this um, mosh bars were founded by Patrick Schwarzenegger and Maria Shriver. Mosh is a mission driven company with a portion of all proceeds donated to support women's brain health research through the Women's Alzheimer's Movement at Cleveland Clinic. So not to be, you know, too sappy, but that is really important to me. It's really important to my family, um, some of my very close friends. This actually is like a tangible way that you can give back and support. And also, you know, they're trying to help our brains that are, you know, on the front end of life, trying to support them as much as possible. So one, I will say these are good. They have nailed the flavor. I didn't try one that I didn't want more of the I always love peanut butter. So that one is like rise to the top. But I had to like fight my husband off of them because he was also eating them. And I was like, hey, I'm supposed to try these. And he was like, hey, I'm supposed to try them. So they are really actually good. Taste, flavor, everything, they nailed it. I love a granola bar vibe thing in the afternoon. It makes me kind of feel like I have a little yummy bridge from lunch to dinner. So that's when I would use my mosh bar, but also sometimes in the morning, if I'm just having a crazy morning, I would, I would have it then too. So if that's something that you're looking for in your life, you guys don't settle, don't settle for a mediocre snack when you can nourish your body and mind with the fuel it needs to succeed. So whether you're at the gym on the go or just living your best life, Mosh protein bars will keep your brain and body fit, fueled, and feeling good. So head to moshlife.com slash dumbbells to save 20% off plus free shipping on your first six count trial pack. That's 20% off plus free shipping on your first six count trial pack, which includes all six mouthwatering flavors. M-O-S-H-L-I-F-E dot com slash 
dumbbells. Uh, the logs or the buckets. You just like, oh, the buckets, they would do shit. the bucket. Yeah. <laughs> see, this is good. You were like, what did you eat? And I was like, I have no idea. And then now we're talking and I'm like, yeah, of course we had the buckets of cookie dough. Um, one of wow. my mom's coworkers, I think her like grandkids or something every year they would sell buckets of cookie dough. And they're very clearly meant to be baked into cookies. It never happened. It never made it into never the made. oven. We would just <laughs> eat it uh, out of the out of the bucket. Um, but it, man, I haven't had cookie dough in so long. It sounds so good. It's pretty good. I would if I had to yeah. pick between the two. Now I would do the cookie dough because at least you're getting some butter and some others. You know, a little like texture variety and some mm-hmm. eggs. Some eggs. Yeah. Some raw eggs. Yeah. Um, hell yeah. I liked it cold too because then the chips would be a little, um, <coughs> a little harder, you know, a little snap to the chips. Um, yeah, it's good times. Uh, yeah, the epitome of health. Yes. Um, so people are like listening to the show, like, what the fuck is going? <laughs> trying to eat right, um, Amanda. <laughs> yeah. So get get us into your. So you you go off to school. Did you go away to college? Uh, I went to San Diego State University, so you're an Aztec. Very close to, uh, yeah, Aztec. Super close to where I grew up, though. Su- super close to where you grew up, but did you get your own place? I'm just curious as to how you were, like, what what food was like for when you were, you know, buying your own shit and kind of on your own with that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I okay. One thing I distinctly remember is I remember I would eat um, bagels every morning, like sophomore year of college, mm-hmm. um, before I realized. Again, you know, that's not really something you can do without eventual consequences. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I was I was buying my own food. I was making my own food, but we were making decisions like that. Um, I also worked at Starbucks for a good part of my hmm. college years. And God um, bless you. I mean, those people are put through the friggin' ringer. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, this is, I came on here to spread awareness about uh, what it's like working at Starbucks. Be nice to people yeah. everywhere in service industry, but across the board. It's a tough gig. Um, Were you a barista? We would, yeah. But like, do you want all of the pastries? Yeah. They're all delicious. And like, and like, mm-hmm. to be fair at the time, like my college campus was big. I was on my feet all day working. Like I was way more active just in my day-to-day right. life. My my neat was high. Um, nice. But yeah. Non, Stinger, do you know what it's Non-exercise yeah. <laughs> activity time. What does it stand for? That sounds right. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what I would say it stands for. Absolutely. Um, so it, like, it all kind of evened out. But then, you know, once you become an adult and, you know, things, your lifestyle changes, yeah. then it's like, oh, I can't eat the same way. Yeah. I mean, it's helpful just to not be in a chair all day. I mean, that's, you know, you, you, you could take some more liberties and stuff and then you'd need more calories too. Mm-hmm. Um, were, when you were having the bagel sophomore year, did you think of bagels <laughs> as being healthy? Cause there was like, um, you're younger than me, but there was a time where I was like, I thought like bagels were, were like a health food. I had this teacher that was like super ripped when I was in high school and he would just eat like a raw bagel, you know, like he would have them in his office and then like, he'd go in and ask a question. He'd be like kind of munching on it. I'd be like, God, what a fucking health nut this guy is. Like, <laughs> I didn't know any, he's just having a plain bagel. What a freak, you know? When you, when you say raw, you mean no cream cheese? Is that what that means? And just not toasted or anything. Just like literally out of the, just like um, soft. 
Yeah, like just out of like bagel? out of like a Sara Lee bagel, like out of the uh, bag. But with cream Most cheese, people, God, say it's with no, cream not with nothing, least. with nothing, with nothing. Ew, yes. he's a freak. It's just bread. Yeah, I don't know, but I mean, it's like hard bread. I don't know. It needs a soft thing on top. It jumped out at me, you know, because I was like, shit. I, maybe I was like thinking like bagels is like the healthy donut or something. I mean, I go way. I'm way older than both of you guys. Way, way. way older. I'll say. <laughs> Okay, so you didn't do it because you thought it was healthy. You just probably thought they were good and easy, probably. Yeah, good and easy. Um, I do. I do agree, though. There was definitely a. T- I remember being a kid and being like, "Sweet equals like right. bad for you," or "Treat if it's savory, it's good for you." And yeah. it's like I'm eating fettuccine Alfredo. This is good for me. <laughs> yeah. And you're like big slice of bread. Hey, I'm watching what I'm eating here. Jesus, back up. <laughs> uh, have you guys also had a period in your life when just like plain butter toast is like the best thing in the world yeah. and you could just like really like fuck up a whole loaf of yeah, <laughs> yeah. right I now think I'm talking about right now, now yeah. Amanda <laughs> yeah there's I'm that. not actively engaging in that but it does sound good <laughs> it does sound good yeah for sure I, yeah like I would easily crush a loaf of bread put a little cinnamon the, on this the white bread done right was it do you, do you guys know what I'm talking about that brand uh killer killer mics I don't killer know days. Ted Dave, Killer Dave. Killer, killer yeah. Dave, that's right. And then it's like white bread done right. And it's like Jason, I had like the freaking boring ass Ezekiel bread that was like sad and just, it's just sad. It's, it's healthy, but it's just sad. And so I was eating that and Jason was eating this white bread done right. And one day I was just like, can I just, it just smells so good. Can I just have a bite of it? And he had butter on it. And I was like, okay, I'll never go back and so now i don't i eat white bread every day a a big old slice of white bread with toast or with butter and my that's where i put my pro my big egg pancake but i do have a couple bites by itself so i was watching this documentary on rick james and rick james uh you know great musician and songwriter troubled he had his issues and stuff um from buffalo new york that's beside the point but he um (laughs) He, you know, had issues with addiction to cocaine and, you know, other drugs um, that are, you know, there's tons of stories about. But I was watching this documentary about him and there was this guy that he would hang out with. And the guy's like, we really connected because we both loved drugs so much and really push it. And he said he remembers the first time they each tried freebasing cocaine. And like he said that they were with some people that were doing it. They both tried it. And they looked at each other and they're like, okay, we're in trouble because of how much they liked it and how addicted they were going to get to it. Is that how you felt with this um, (laughs) white bread done right? Man, I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? (laughs) I thought, yeah, you're going to be like, and then they talked about the first time they tried bread. (laughs) Like the the good bread. No, No. it was a listen. It was a strangled analogy, but. We, we, wanted, we got there, but I, it, yeah, but the, to answer your question, yeah, absolutely. That's what it felt like. I'm in trouble. <laughs> oh, this is a, this is an intervention. Ezekiel yeah. was just like snorting cocaine and yeah. This, freebasing just yeah. white bread done right. Killer Dave's with some freaking room temperature butter. It's good, so good. Good stuff. Okay. So are now how much is health and fitness entering your mind when you're in college? Um, you mentioned that you didn't really 
get into it till a couple of years ago. But I mean, are you thinking like, oh, I should be watching what I eat or should I, you know, do the elliptical? Are you going to like the recreational student sports facility? (laughs) Um. (laughs) I don't know why that was funny, but yeah. Uh, Um, yeah, I definitely got more, more into it. Um, I started doing like spin classes, um, not super regularly. Like I would, I would do that for, I don't know, a couple months and then kind of fall off of it and then kind of come back. Um, I started doing yoga. Um, I did paddleboarding, stand up paddleboarding in college. I took a class on it. Like that was a college credit. Did you do it in the ocean or only in a pool? We did it in the, um, in the Bay in mission, like mission beach. So it was, um, for this technical purposes, not the ocean, because as we know, I don't do the ocean, but it was (laughs) (laughs) very nearby. Okay. (laughs) This is Um, the closest I ever come to stingers like football stories, which is that I did stand up paddleboarding one time and the guy that was like teaching me and the other people we were with, like, he was like, you could go pro. He was, and this is like, I'm telling telling you like four years ago, this is not like, and he was like, you could go pro. You're like, you're naturally so good at this. And I was like, I'm going to go pro. This is, I'm going to stop being an assistant. I'm going to stop everything in my life. I'm going to move down to Huntington beach and I'm going to go pro and stand up paddleboarding. I did not do that, but man, what a, what a self-esteem boost. I never did it again. Oh man. Cause who can drive just, who can drive all the way down there all the time? It's just, it's a lifestyle that, that you I'm can not, do it close around here. I, I'm sure I'm maybe, but it was, God, it was the best day of my life. There was That's like a awesome. seal that like jumped up, um, onto like one of the boats I was paddleboarding by. And I was like, Oh my God, it's amazing. It's so cool. Anyways. I think you're. I feel like everyone wants to know the thing that they're like a prodigy at. Like you're yes. like, wh- like what if I'm a prodigy at the violin and I've just never picked up a violin, right? And I love that that kind of happened to you, and you were yes. like, never again. <laughs> yeah, I, was I like, never want to do that ever I'm again. Good. Like I want to do cool it, but like, I won't. At. I won't go out of my way to do it. But I, it was so freaking fun. I loved it. That's a cool thing to be because that's like good exercise and fun. There's like a kind of cachet to it. It's not like, have you seen people that do like crazy tricks on razor scooters? And you're like, <laughs> you are very talented, but I mean, wh- what is this going to do for you? Yeah. What is it for? Yeah. I mean, if, yeah, what's a professional version of that mean? Yeah. It's just like, maybe fucking just apply that to skateboarding and you could, you got something. And do something you, with your life. Yeah. Razor okay. Sorry, Amanda, I really took your thunder, but I had to, I'm so sorry. It's, I understand why Stanger always talks about college football because it's like when you want to talk mean, about always the, the one on. thing you're good at, that's, that's it. You said it. I had to, I had to take it and run. It's funny listening to the podcast. I feel like we, I hear more about how Stanger talks about football than I actually hear Stanger talk about football. Amanda, you had you didn't listen to the first five years of this podcast. That's maybe bullshit. first three years, maybe first three. It That's was true. Like nonstop. I, no, I have to go back and and get the into uh, the, the very the into the origins. It's yes. tough when we yes. do like Q and A episodes. Listeners write in with and demand to know specifics about it, and so I have to deliver. Yeah, Stinger wrote you those emails. That's the fans. To know. <laughs> I got like a like a f- bunch of bots that demand football stories that I created. Yeah, um, yeah. 
So, okay. so you're doing paddle Sorry. boarding. That's cool. You yes. took it as a class. Mm-hmm. What grade did you get? Or was it just pass? I think fail? I got an, or was it an A plus? It was plus? probably pass fail. Yeah. We'll say A plus then. That's good. I mean, I think I did A plus work. Uh, I continued to paddleboard after that. So do you still do it now? <sighs> so cool. Um, occasionally when I go down to San Diego, yeah. Um, my boyfriend and I went last time we went or one of the last times we went down and then I have friends who still do it down there. So it's, yeah, it's super fun. Okay. I'll go with you. Fine. I'll go with you. You guys got to do it. And, and then I would love that. I'll let your friends that do it more. Tell me if they see the spark, if I still have it, it's been, you know, a few years, but I think I still got it. I hate driving to the West side, but I would do that to go stand up paddleboarding. <laughs> Okay, that I is mean, commitment. Same, same, same. Yeah, hell yeah. To fucking watch Picasso paint. Of course you got to go. <laughs> Thank you, Stanger. Wow, that's so kind after all the shit things I say about you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so where do you go next, Amanda? Um, After college, I moved to LA to do improv. And because I did not know what else I was going to do with my life. And I had a friend moving here and just decided to tag along. It's like the gold rush back in the day. You've got to come out to LA to do improv to strike it rich. (laughs) You gotta, (laughs) um, well, my, (laughs) yeah, you know, uh, get rich doing improv. Um, (laughs) uh, yeah, senior year of college, I, um, I got really depressed and I just did not know what my life was going to be afterwards. Um, and that's kind of just where it took me. Were you doing performing arts in college? Yeah, I did improv, um, on my college team and then also on my high school team. So at that point I had already been doing it for a while, but I I always kind of thought like, Oh, I just, I'm just doing this in school. Like I won't do improv after school. Um, I don't know why I, I don't know society. Um, <laughs> but yeah. um, I just kept, yeah, sticking it to the man by doing make-believe. Um, <laughs> oh God. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just kept doing it. I just never were you stopped. doing, were you doing plays and stuff too, or was it just kind of comedic sketch improv living in that world? Uh, in high school, I did theater as well. College, it was just improv. Oh, that's we, cool. um, we would like practice every week and we did shows and we would compete with other colleges. Um, we, it was mostly short form. We did some long form, mm-hmm. but it was, it had to have been so bad. <laughs> um, so I really didn't learn long form until I moved to LA. Um, and in moving to LA, then I got a little more like, okay, I'm doing yoga. I'm doing spin. I, I kind of knew I needed to be doing more active things. Yeah. You get a pamphlet when you move to LA. That's like, step it up. <laughs> They're like, you, you got to be hot. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to be here, you got to pay the dues. And that means hot. Got to be hot. Yeah. Doing a spin in Silver Lake really, uh, <laughs> you, get a, you get a good like taste of that. What is that like? Like what, like, like my first class, uh, like was spin at, um, what was it? It's in West Hollywood crunch and Good God, I'll never forget the the people I saw in that place. I was terrified. And so what is like spin in Silver Lake like? Because it's a little more of like a hipstery vibe. Is it still like it's, hot it's bodies? Kind of crunchy a little bit too, right? But it's all yeah, a little more. I'd, yeah, I'd say it's like a little bit older. I mean, because I, I was 
early mid twenties at the time. And it was more like the people who live in Silver Lake. I lived, you know, in Hollywood and was just going there. There's a dog outside my window who sounds like he's being strangled. Um, oh my God. Is I don't he, think you he can hear it, strangled? but <laughs> you, could be like his, it. his kink. You know, we don't know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what he likes. Oh yeah. He's into it. We're not going to kink shame the, the dog being strangled on the street. <laughs> My dogs were having a dog fight in my living room uh, about 10 minutes ago. So oh. hopefully you guys didn't hear that either. I wonder if that's you where the You can get in big trouble for that. Well, don't worry. We pay, we t- we, we pay taxes on it. So <laughs> for all the people we have. Yeah. Yeah. That was the issue. People weren't paying taxes on their dog fights. That's why they got in trouble. <laughs> Wasn't that the thing? I thought I could have sworn that we, we, we filled our, uh, our dues, paid our dues. People do ask me if my dogs fight when I take them on walks because they're both pit bulls. They really have asked me that before. <laughs> so I say yes. Anyway. Give them a flyer to the next match or whatever. Yeah, to the next big match. Yeah. Side hustle. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a couple now. I'm leaving this podcast making extra cash. Snackwell's dog fights. Yeah, upselling snack wells and then serving. I'm gonna sell snack wells at the dog fights. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so so Silver Lake. So what are these people? What were these people like? Give us some stories of their early big days. butts, big boobs. What's up? Big- I'm trying to remember anything <laughs> particularly interesting about this. Um, Connected to butts. Because yeah, I, what'd you say? Connected to butts, if you could. If- uh, I mean, everyone had butts. There was no buttless okay, people there. Um, no. Oh, I did do a, I did do a class for a while that was so fucking hard. It was half spin, half yoga. So you Oof. do spin for 30 minutes and then you go into like a pretty intense, like flow yoga. Yeah. It was really hard. I think even now, like I'm, I'm definitely the fittest I've ever been. I think even now I would still probably struggle with it. Um, it's actually a good combo because sometimes I do a lot of stationary bike and I feel like, man, am I just, I feel like crunched up on there. You know, it'd be nice to do some yeah. lengthening stuff afterwards, but maybe a little yeah. more gentle in the yoga. Like, I don't know. After you do a, like a hard spin class, I don't know if you you need your fucking ass kicked by it. Sure. <laughs> An intense yeah. flow class. I mean, I guess unless right. you're like, you know, really, really fit, like a fucking warrior. It really depended on the teacher. So sometimes you'd show up and you'd be like, oh, this is like a stretch after. Great. And then other people like expected you to work as hard as you just did in the spin room. That's, that's a, I think that's intense. There, yeah. There's an interesting thing too, to where there's, um, with group X to where, I feel like if they're trying to attract people into their class, there's certain instructors that'll really brutalize you, you know? And then there's other that are a little bit more, I don't know, maybe mindful or connected to the energy of the class a little bit, you know? Cause I think if you're trying to get the hardcore people and convince them to come in, you know, it can be a little intense and you're like, you know, come on, let's make this, you know, somewhat possible here. To- right. Right. I know, some people I like, that, like that, like that freaking dog in, on the street. It's like, just hurt me a little bit and I'll be back tomorrow. Yeah. He's giving a thumbs up. He's, uh, he's really enjoying it. <laughs> Is he still making the sounds? Um, a little bit. Okay. It looks like, okay, I'm going to really report on this. It looks like maybe he was a runaway dog and they caught him. Oh, um, gotcha. so I think that's, that's the situation, but, um, he's, he's a kinky guy. 
More to come. <laughs> More to come. Run I'll away. let you know if anything happens with this dog Runaway being dog, held down in the front yard. Dog, you do because dog has because his you're own holding handcuffs. the mic. You're holding the mic. So it also does feel like it's like, okay, I will report on this just a second. And then you felt like a reporter. Yeah, Amanda, no mic stand. She's going handheld mic. Yeah. Uh, I borrowed this from my... Yeah, I borrowed this from my friend. Uh, thank you, Corey, for letting me borrow your mic. Uh, but I looked in the bag and I was like, oh, there's no stand in it. And I don't know if he uses a stand, but I was like, all right, we're going uh, <laughs> freehand it. Reporter slash stand-up comedian vibe. I love it. I had to yeah. uh, officiate a wedding one time. Have you guys ever done that before? No, I just did one dream. recently. Yeah. <gasps> oh, How'd it go? Not fair. It was great. It was really fun. It's, uh, it's I loved it. intense though, right? Because you feel, yeah. you feel some pressure because it's like, well, you're, you're funny. So they picked you because they want something funny, but at the same time, you don't want to make it about you. You want to give them some reverence for your day. So it's like, how funny do I go versus not or whatever. I'm just going to plug my computer. Um, but mine, I had, um, you know, I met with them a bunch and then like I had a bunch of notes and then some script stuff. Like, cause you have to do like a little ring ceremony and like the whole thing. There's some stuff I wanted to say exactly, um, you know, so I had it written down and computer is charging now. It's uh, <laughs> a little peek behind the curtain. It's a fucking stangers <laughs> operation over here. But, um, I, uh, so I got there and, uh, we do the rehearsal and I asked the guy, um, you know, like, could you, Cause he had just a handheld microphone and I was like, is there any way I can get like a podium or, or like a mic stand? Because I have this, I didn't want to just like hold index cards. So I had this paper I had written and I put it like in a leather bound, like book type thing. And I was like, it's going to be a lot to kind of hold this book and the microphone at the same time. And he was like, absolutely no problem. And then the next day he was like fucking running around and shit. And I was like, you know, what's, Mike stand podium. He's like, I, I couldn't get either. So I was like, all right, I guess I got to fucking just, so like, I'm just like juggling all this fucking shit out there. Like an idiot. I got really boned by the wedding coordinator, but what are you going to do? You're like, I guess I can't do my shadow puppets. I need both hands. For I know. That and going to let the bride and groom down for nothing. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, so <laughs> We're doing some we group We have stolen X. every story that Amanda has said. Either Stanger or I have been like, oh. hold on really fast. <laughs> like we didn't have therapy this week. And so this is like our time to shine. Uh, so Amanda, I'm sorry. We gave her a lot of space on the runaway dog. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel like I'm being uh, talked over or anything. Okay. Also, I didn't go to therapy this week, so I'll, you know, <laughs> yeah, also get jump in, in here. The water's warm, not like the ocean. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, I've sang a couple times in this episode as well. So. Wait, what, what did you say? I've been singing more in this episode than I normally yeah, do. Yeah. You're very verbose and musical this week. Um, Weird. And judgmental. Uh, <laughs> that's every week. Mechanical pencil. Uh, okay. Uh, so, so you're do you're kind of intermittently getting into stuff, trying some group acts, doing some yoga, that kind of stuff. What about food? Did you get into like weird LA food stuff? Uh, um, watching what you're like, eating or dieting, cleansing, like air that one, kind of thing? going to that shit. Yeah. There was definitely a point that I 
realized my, my weight was a little higher than I wanted it to be. And at that point I was like, I guess I need to learn how to count calories. Um, and just like, I just like wrote down like kind of pen and paper, um, what I was eating and eventually like lost, like I was like 20 pounds that way. Um, and have any kind of of like prior knowledge of like, of like what cat, like, did you just like pick a number arbitrarily that you were trying to hit or like, what was your kind of like mindset behind that? Like start. Uh, what number do you think I picked knowing (laughs) nothing about nutrition? (laughs) I like probably like, it's either like 2000 or like 1000. Like, (laughs) okay. I picked 1200, which is now we both know is too low. But at the time that's like, Oh, 1200 calories. That's like what women eat. (laughs) Um, and I wasn't like working out a ton then. So it was like fine. Um, but now I know that's decently too low for me. Um, so yeah, I I did that and I just kind of learned as I went, you know, I mean, you kind of figure out pretty quickly what keeps you full and what doesn't and that you can get a lot more uh kind of bang for your buck with like cleaner foods and things like that so when did you go uh to not eating meat on and off over the years um this current stretch has been probably i don't know maybe like three years and at this point i don't see myself ever going back uh i feel pretty happy with my my vegetarianness. It, yeah. What degree of vegetarianism is it? Is it, are you vegan or do you do some dairy or eggs or something like that? Um, yeah, I, I eat no meat, including fish. Um, and then I try to, I try to not do like eggs and dairy and stuff. Um, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like a solid, absolutely not. Gotcha. And that, is it for ethical reasons or nutrition or both? Um, I would say both, um, largely ethical, Mm -hmm. but also like, you know, I mean it health wise too, like, yeah. yeah. Did you notice a big difference in like, well, maybe we're skipping ahead of the, where we're at in your journey, but, um, like, did you notice like a difference in how you felt when you stopped like kind of this last time? Um, I think, yeah, I I think I just feel better. I don't, I don't really know how to describe better. Um, I think also I just got to a point where like this happened both times I stopped eating meat where meat was just kind of grossing me out. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. think just removing that factor was like already just being like, oh great. I'm not eating something that like, I can't think too hard about. Otherwise I feel gross um so i think maybe just that like oh i'm not eating things that gross me out sure (laughs) yeah Yeah, the mental gymnastics to get from point a to point b has been removed so then you don't yeah have to worry about that part yeah i'm like yeah i'm like did you ever like look at a chicken breast really closely like (laughs) so um great for protein but yeah if it's stressing you out that i mean that's you know huge to be able to omit that and now how do you monitor your macronutrients? Are you careful about combining certain proteins together? Um, you know, so that you're getting your, you know, your essential amino acids, or are you able to just kind of intuitively do that? Or is your kind of natural hunger instincts solving that for you? Cause some people have to be a little more mindful about it and other people are able to just kind of arrive at it without a lot of 
extra thought, extra thought or intuition or, in, or like a information. Yeah. I feel like in general food is not, um, naturally intuitive to me at all. Okay. Um, I feel like I, if just left on my own will, I will really go hard into like, I should be eating every 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> most of that should be bread or sugar or cheese. Um, so I do, I do track everything. Um, <laughs> I've had, I've had periods where I didn't track anything at all. And I just kind of moved forward like with horse blinders on. And then I'm like, Oh wow. Why did I gain a bunch of weight? Um, <laughs> so I do have to be mindful of it. I use like my fitness pal. Um, mm -hmm. I, right now, especially I'm like trying to be mindful. I'm trying to be at a slight calorie deficit because my, my weight and my body fat are a little higher than I would like it to be. So I'm trying to kind of get that down. Um, and then I'm also trying to make sure I'm hitting enough protein because I'm doing a lot of weightlifting now, which I love, but I know that I need to be getting enough protein to see that. What's, yeah. what's your primary source of protein right now? Um, I use protein powder and then um, tofu. I do a lot mm -hmm. of, I also do a lot of like lentils. Um, I do beans. Um, I like, uh, sat Satan, I think Satan. Is you like you Satan? I don't know how you pronounce it. I you like, like I okay. said, <laughs> I wondered, I was wondering, Amanda, God, now I know we have it in a sound clip. Satan. Is that, is that, um, <laughs> is that soy also? Is it some kind of like more pressed bean? I think it's wheat. Oh, it's wheat. It's, is it like tempeh, yeah. like that kind of Satan. Yes. Okay. Oh, I also really like tempeh. It's getting expensive. It's like, I mean, all food is expensive right yeah. now, but yeah. tempeh and Satan are expensive right now. <laughs> and so I'm mostly doing tofu. Tofu. <laughs> and that's, and that's soy for anybody listening. Uh, and then like, is your, your protein powder that you use, is it like pea protein or is it soy protein or? Pea protein. Pea protein. Yeah. And all that stuff's really good now. They're, they've definitely figured it out. It's not, it's not as. Yeah impossible as it used to be. It used to be like a real challenge. And now they're, they're definitely making things easier and more palatable. And, um, so that's really cool. Um, so, so take us back to when you really get in, like when you really get hooked in, um, you and Aaron went to the same gym for a while. Was it your experience there that got you into like this kind of committed schedule and, you know, got you really into lifting and that kind of stuff? Is that when it happened? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was during the pandemic. Um, my boyfriend and I were kind of like, we need something. Mm -hmm. We need anything. Um, and I used to be roommates with uh, Jake Jabor, who used to go to Go Tribe. And I had kind of been watching it like on Instagram and I knew a bunch of comedy people went there. So we, we joined. Um, and that's really where I like I mean, you know, you're kind of forced to forced. I was paying for it. Um, <laughs> you're kind of forced to like really jump into the habit of like you're working out and, you know, they, they handle nutrition as well. Um, and a lot of it I kind of knew. Again, I was like already calorie counting and stuff. But um, it was it was there for sure that like. Structure. I became a fitness person. Yeah, I think structure, accountability, like getting like a blueprint, like it's all really helpful because it can be overwhelming. You're like well, shit, there's this huge gym. Where do I even start? And I want to eat healthy, but where do I even start? So it's nice if you get, you know, if, if somebody else does the planning and the thinking for you, at least for a while, and then you can kind of learn it in your bones, you know, that's those, those kind of, um, for people that don't know the gym that we're talking about is this, it's, it's a like group fitness, but it's small groups, um, where they have a trainer that's kind of taking you through exercises, 
showing you how to do them and also like keeping time and keeping people on track. There's a little bit of like community involved. And then there's also a nutritional aspect to it. And so there's little gyms like this all over the country now, I would say. Um, yeah. So you can get, you can kind of find it somewhere. And I, I would say it's, it's similar to the CrossFit model, but maybe um, a little bit more broad in their approach. You know, they try a lot of different things and um, probably more safe, you know, than, than, you know, CrossFit got a bad rap for, you know, forcing people to not forcing people, but maybe encouraging people to try things that were beyond their scope of practice, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the other things that influenced that decision, uh, speaking of CrossFit is that during the pandemic, we got really into CrossFit documentaries. Oh, cool. I love that. I don't know if you guys have seen these pretty much. I think there's like six or seven of them now every year at the CrossFit games. They like make there's a company that like makes a documentary about that year's CrossFit games. And it's fascinating. It's like wow. such an interesting subculture, especially if you're interested in fitness. Um, some of them are better than others, but we have watched all of them and <laughs> are so into them. And we like know the people now. So we're like, Oh my gosh, it's, is Matt going to win again this year? Like he's won the last three years, but this might be his last year. And like, you know, it's, it's, it's very fun. Well, Amanda, you'll have to pick one for all of us to watch and you can come back on and we'll talk Absolutely. about it. Absolutely. Yeah, you and I'm, Jeff I'm, can come back. I'm super into all that stuff too. That's really cool. It's yeah, it's, it's not, you know, not to like make things about gender or anything. It is CrossFit is like, it's neat to see women be really strong and fit. And so that's, you know, getting some representation there. It's like, oh shit, like I can do heavy deadlifts or I could do, right. you know, shoulder press and all this kind of stuff. Like if, you know, if it's for not everybody gets lit up by aerobics, you know? So it's cool when you can see some really impressive, strong people and then you're, you're kind of represented there. It's kind of exciting. Um, and I, I think that CrossFit has like undergone a little bit of a makeover. Maybe the guy that started it, I think, had some bad politics and got chased out. And they also do, I think they've tried to address some of the injury issues that they were having. So I don't, I can't speak for how it is now because I haven't, I haven't been in a while, but I know, I know yeah. that was a critique in the past. Well, well and when you get back into CrossFit, you let us know. Yeah. yeah, we'll be there and we'll, we'll document it. Um, I never fully, Amanda, could, I never fully, did you guys ever like fully do it? I, w I would just go like every once in a while, like go to one. I've never been inside of a CrossFit gym. Oh, never. Okay. I've never, what's, uh, what's that? Crossfitted. Phrase? I've never, well, I've never crossfitted. You never crossed never done it. past with CrossFit. CrossFit. Mm -hmm. um, uh, my cousins did it and I like pretty intensely and I went to a class with them once and it was, it was very fun. It's, it's pretty similar to go tribe. Not like exactly, but you know, a lot of the same kind of vibe. Um, Amanda and I, we did not speak for what, two years? Intentionally. Yeah. yeah I, intentionally, um... <laughs> intentionally two years. No, but we like, cause at the gym we were wearing masks and stuff and I was already in my grumpy phase, um, at that, at the gym. And so I was like, I was just like, would just like straight up be it like, in my own little world and brain. And so, but I remember like there was a day that I, I like, I like, we were doing like our morning run and I was like, Amanda needs to know that she doesn't have to take that shit. So I don't know if you remember, but I was like, I, I don't remember even what it was specifically about, but I like, I like 
caught up to you and I was like, Amanda, hi, I'm Aaron. Um, okay. (laughs) You don't have to take that shit. Um, so do what you want and see inside. (laughs) I don't, do you remember that? I do. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like we had a little outside, like little vent. Uh, and I was like, I mean, she's been here a lot longer. Like she, she said it like, yeah, I, I, I was, you know, I was at the, it's the pastor kid in me. That's like, we can all agree that like the people in charge don't know what they're talking about. Right. Like, okay, cool. Well, I'll meet you outside and we can talk a little shit and then we'll be fine and we'll go in and we'll do what we're told. But we know there's a little, you know, so I definitely like, it was like after we finally got to like have masks off that I started to be less of a, uh, like a little cretin. And I was like, okay, hi, I'm a normal person, but I do feel like we're more bonded because we did exercise together for freaking ever. So it's very funny. The amount of times we've actually talked versus like, I'm like, you're my girl. Like, I don't even freaking know why we just worked out next to each other for two years. So that's when yeah, it's, I it's, when I went to this gym with you now I was like oh this is so funny we've like hung out three times twice I don't even know it's just like all right let's do this let's work out so it was fun but you guys spilled the same blood in the same mud is what you're saying that's right stanger that's a beautiful thing it should be on a shirt um it probably is yeah. <laughs> probably <laughs> I've seen some weird Etsy shops <laughs> <laughs> I'm constantly being offered up stuff by Etsy. Like any Google image search I do, there's always something from Etsy on there. It's always like, (laughs) is this what you mean? It's like, kind of. Um, Okay. So what was the, what was the shit that she didn't have, that she didn't have to take? I I really don't remember. I really don't. Somebody being bossy or something? No, I feel, I feel like it was a, um, it was a program that just was set at an unrealistic level. Was it the battle ropes that was like at a hundred or something? I don't know. There was like one, there was one workout that they kept changing the number of battle ropes. And it was like, it was like one week it was 50. Then the next week it was a hundred. And then, and then everyone was like confused because you were supposed to do the same thing every week and everything else was the same. But we were like, 50 was really hard. Like, why is it a hundred? Like, that's like, so many battle ropes. And these are like the big heavy ones. These are not like little Miley Cyrus ones from her music video. These are serious. And that might've been it. They weren't but like it little has been. kite strings. <laughs> not little tiny kites. It was, I don't remember. I really don't. I'm sorry. I wish, but it might've been that. That was something I gave a big stink about. I was like, you can't just change this. I'm going to do however many I want to do now because you're just writing down whatever number you want. It might have even been 500. Do you remember that? It might have been 500. I have, I think I've done like 20 tops. I was definitely have not done 500, much less 100. It was, at, it was for sure 100 at one point, And I was like, absolutely no. Hell, it might have been a million. We don't know. Might have been a million. Was it a million? Are Probably. you still there doing battle ropes? <laughs> still as there. We talk? And I don't even belong there anymore. And I'm still doing Did you doing lose count? <laughs> no, maybe. You have like the chalk on the ground <laughs> as you're like every 10. Like Papillon. Uh, so much chalk. Uh, um, here's something that we've talked about this on the show before. Amanda, maybe you can speak to this. Um, 
So what will happen sometimes is that people will make a huge fitness transformation and they'll, their bodies will change. They'll become committed to exercise in a way that they were never before. And it's really empowering and it's really liberating for a while. But then you hit this hump and it starts to become, it starts to take your freedom away a little bit and it changes what you think a good workout is. And so, you know, sometimes it's like, wow, if I don't do whatever this number was, like the 500 battle ropes or whatever, I failed this workout and it doesn't count. And that can, that can be detrimental to your consistency and you sticking with it. But then if you can kind of push past that and realize that like, no, I am committed to this. And today I just feel a little tired. And so I'm just going to walk it and it's still going to count as a workout. And I'm, tomorrow when I feel stronger and more rested, I'll, I'll, I'll go for it. But I, I don't know if you had any experience with that, like where you just kind of feel like, man, this is, you know, I, I can't stop this train and I kind of, you know, need a little bit of a respite or something. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, as somebody who like has not had very long-term consistent, like up practice, you know, like I said, I was, I would, I would do like spin for a while or yoga for a while and then kind of drop off. Like this is the longest period of consistency I've had for sure. And I have, you know, sometimes easier said than done tried to get to a place of just being like, it's so it's okay to do whatever. Like some days it's like I showed up and I moved and it wasn't a hundred percent, but I did something or some days it's like, yeah, I'm just going to go for a walk or I'm going to stretch or I'm not going to go at all, but I'll go tomorrow. Like, yeah. Like, cause I don't, I don't want to burn out yeah. and then like fall off and then be like, wow, I had ab, I had abs and I let that go. Yeah, totally. And now I don't have abs anymore. Why did I stop going? Uh, so whatever I can kind of do to just keep, keep loving it moving forward. Yeah. I mean, it's tricky. I mean, and it is, it's a weird thing, but it is something that does come up to where it's like you went from loving something and it being important to you to fucking hating it because you get this weird mixed neuro association because you were, you know, another thing I've said it a bunch on the show, but Catherine Burns guessed it a while back. She's a great uh, mm -hmm. choreographer, Emmy winning choreographer. But she said, if you can get to this place to where you work out because you love your body, not because you hate your body, that's like a great place to be, you know, cause some people are like, oh fuck, I hate the way I look. So I'll go to the gym and then it kind of mixes hate up in there with what you're doing in a bad way, as yeah. opposed to like, Oh, I love myself. This is why I'm doing this. Or I need to rest because I, you know, I need to practice some self care here. It's tricky. Yeah. I am. I think like, you know, trying to kind of like listen to mm -hmm. that a little more. And also like, I mean, motivation changes too. Like, you know, kind of listening to like, well, why do I want to be doing this? Like, you know, and some days it is, I want to look good. And some days it's, you know, I want to be able to be like strong and functional into like well into old age. And that starts now or, you know. Um, yeah. I think that's, that's, yeah. that's great advice to re audit your goals yeah. regularly because they change and that's okay. Like you can totally just be like, you know what? I just want to fucking look hot. And that's, and that'll, <laughs> yeah, that'll and run you it. for like a week or a month or a year. And that's great. Fine. Good. And then that gets old or whatever. And you know, you don't want to be in that rat race. And then it comes to, no, I want to feel good for a while. I just want to, you know, be able to move around comfortably and that'll run you for a while. But if you're not constantly checking in, you may lose sight of that. And that may be the reason you fall off because your goals change. They should be, they should be constantly changing. Yeah, that was definitely a big fear of mine um, leaving Go Tribe. And I know, Aaron, you've talked about this before too, about like 
having so much accountability to then kind of being on your own. You're just like, what if I fall off? And like, what if I totally abandon everything that I've like been doing? Um, And it's nice now to feel like, oh, I have some personal responsibility and accountability and I'm doing it because I want to. And because I'm able to like parent myself in a way of being like, even on days I don't want to, like you should do it. It's good for you. Like go do it, you know? Yeah. You give yourself the metaphorical pot pie glass of milk and cantaloupe. cantaloupe. Um, so, you, so we'll, we can close out on this because we've taken way too much of Amanda's time, but you, you found yourself <laughs> at a new gym. So what was, what was the prerequisite for the gym that you were looking for? And, and why do you like this current gym you're in now? Like what, what is it about this gym and this, this new kind of journey that you're on now for the past two months, I believe it was. Um, it's, it's still group classes. They have like a wide variety of classes. Um, and that was something that I kind of wanted because again, some days I just like want to move, but I want to choose what movement that is going to be, or at least have some more options about what kind of movement that's going to be. So far, I've pretty much been doing weightlifting. Like that's what, uh, Aaron and I did together. Uh, and it's just very fun. And it's like, I don't know, it's like a good vibe and, um, so you like the, you yeah. like the option of kind of open gym, like you can just go do your own workout, but then there's also a good amount of stuff that you can hop into. That's, that's this kind of group X where they guide you through the, what you- Yeah. Classes seem to be best for me. Like I like that because you know, I like being like, we will notice if you walk away early, like you <laughs> should stay the whole time. Um, <laughs> so that's, that's kind of the thing that I like plus the energy and they play fun music and you know, class, class fives generally work best for me. Listen, um, Alex, we had Alex on there. Eat cute. Alex. He's great. She's there. She's fucking ripped. Yeah. The coach, when I went, he like, he doesn't listen to this, so I can say it, but he was funny and he was fun. He had good energy. I would neg him to his face. You know what I mean? Uh, but he was like, he actually taught me that I have been only doing Romanian deadlifts. I have not been doing deadlifts like, and yeah. all hamstring all the time. And I was like, no wonder I've pulled my hamstring. Um, but it was, it was nice to have like a new person to talk to me about what I was doing and it's too far away for me to actually go there, but it was very, I also, the group environment is so fun to me. I love that. And she didn't mention this, but you like, it's a group class, but everybody has their own barbell, which is Mm. so different than in the past. And, um, I had my own bench. I had my own barbell. I got to like, I, it looked like there was a couple girls that were working together on one barbell, but I was like, I, they like seemed to want to do that. It wasn't like out of necessity. Um, it was just a very, and then we spent how many deadlifts do you think we did that day? Like 50 to uh, 500 something. <laughs> I mean, it was six sets of like, it was like four sets of eight and then a set of like 11 to 15 and then a set of like 15 to 20. I was, and that doesn't, that doesn't count warm up. We did two set warm up sets too. I was so sore in the best way. And I texted uh, the next day and I said, I, I have a bigger butt today. Like my butt is bigger. And 
in a fun way, not a bad way. You know what I mean? And I was I mean, like, only, it's, it's higher. It's it, always it got higher. Bigger is always better for butts. Um, <laughs> it was higher. It was halfway up my back. It was halfway it was just up my back. Right it was up here. hard to walk, but it was so cool. <laughs> Uh, but it really was like I was I was like how how long have I been doing deadlifts I I've only not Wait a been minute. so you just you didn't know stiff legged deadlifts you only knew RDLs I no I, he was having me do a more knee bend than I've ever really mm-hmm. done in a deadlift and same it reminded me of like I've done the only time I've done something similar is in a hexagon one of those hexagon bars that you kind of have to bend gotcha. your knees more. Um, and I hated that day that I did that. (laughs) And, and so when he was like, no, bend your knees more. I was like, "Mm, no. (laughs) And he's like, well, what you're doing is Romanian deadlift. And I was like, well, then I like that. And then he was like, well, just try it. And, and he had me take my shoes off and have my like bare feet. And it felt like I was like, oh, I could have gone way heavier doing this because I wasn't only using my hamstrings and my lats to pull up. I was actually using my glutes. So it was like exciting because it felt like it unlocked another level of deadlifts that I thought was done for me. Hey, honestly, when the student's ready, the teacher appears. Hey, so that's my my two cents on on Pharaohs. It was really cool. I wish I lived anywhere nearer to it, but you know, it was a an hour drive there <laughs> at seven a.m. Oh, no, it was that far. Well, oh, it was I'm also sorry. raining, and yeah. you know, L.A. We can't do rain and driving, so it, it well, once a month. Would, if you want to, probably use my guest normally pass, be that come. bad. But I will be yeah. back. I will be back. And Alex messaged me about some fun classes too there on the weekend. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll try weekend. So nice. Um, I have two questions for you guys before this ends. Okay. Or whenever is a good time. Oh, Stanger looks nervous. I just. <laughs> Stanger. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> you're fine. Hey, either way, you can't be wrong. Stanger. Um, okay. So, uh, question number one, um, I recently just started taking creatine, mm-hmm. but like with, like within the last week, and I know it, it like takes a while to build up in your system and stuff. But then I was wondering like, is it, is it weird to start it at a time that I'm kind of trying to do a cut? Is that like counterintuitive in some kind of a way? I'm going to let Stanger answer this because I know absolutely uh, nothing about creatine. No, you, so you can pick up a little water weight from creatine because it just, your, yes. your, your cells will just volumize with water. But I mean, I, I mean, what, what is the cut for? Do you, are you taking pictures or something? No, I just like, I'm trying to, I, I feel like I have a, I like the amount of muscle that I have. I'm just trying to like lower my body fat. Lower your body fat. Um, I, I mean, so it could fuck with, fuck with you a little bit mentally because it's like, you're going to pick up a little water weight and your weight might go up a little bit because you might put yeah. some muscle on, but I think it's a really good supplement. They've actually recently found um, some benefits for brain health with creatine. Um, so, oh, you know, and there you go. It, you know, and also, you know, you're, you're getting like this extra ATP energy. So it could be good while you're kind of maybe a little depleted calorie wise to give yourself a little more juice in the gym. So I don't know. I mean, if you're okay with like taking a little bit of a hit, it depends on how important the scale is to you. I think you'll like what it does for you visually, but, um, 
but you might not you might not see it on the scale as rapidly as you would like. So if you're if you know if you get hung up on weight, um, your body weight sometimes, then you may want to like try it when you're um, off of a cut. You know, it just kind of depends on your own personal psychology a little bit. I think. And if you're taking, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, if you're taking pictures, you may want to you know be careful because it could make you a little smooth. You know, from just the extra water weight. But that yeah. okay, yeah. I kind of was mentally preparing myself for like the range that I was reading about. It was like three to six pounds, Mm -hmm. but like ultimately I think it's something that will help me goal wise. So I was like, I think it's okay, but I wanted to get your opinion. My second question is, God, I hope I can chime in. God, Aaron, this one's for you. You can't answer it. uh, They take away your football. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it. I I should have had a question for that. Um, Um, so I've been doing weightlifting for like two and a half years and now I am going into like a more weightlifting gym. My understanding slash hope is that, um, based on how long I've been training and the type of training I was doing before that I could still be at an advantage for some like newbie gains. No. Is that true? Am I past that window? I think you're past the window, Amanda. I'm sorry. Okay. (laughs) No, and honestly, I think newbie gains is also like Instagram fodder a little bit Uh-oh. or social media fodder. It's not wrong, but also where, where's the science? Like there's, I think people are just, maybe there is science, but I feel like the, what I have seen about newbie gains is, uh, just some people I actually really think are doing a great job, but where is any, what's, oh, this is like, where's the research on it? It's probably not that much because it is really hard to do research on this kind of stuff. So, but don't, I would say don't get too hung up on that. You're still in a, you're still in the beginning of the long journey ahead. Um, And I think even with taking creatine, you might notice some, like maybe if you were plateauing, you might notice a little boost um, I think any, did I destroy you? Anytime you change the way you train though, stuff happens. I mean, yes, you know, you're, if you're, if you feel like you plateaued where you were before, just like ch- changing your rep range, your rest time, all that kind of stuff. Well, you know, you'll see, you know, it's like, like even like Aaron, who's like a really fit person just doing all the, the deadlifts in a different way. Um, and more reps, she was crazy sore from it, you know? Yep. Um, yeah, I would say, I, when did we do that workout? Thursday? Yeah. Thursday. I Today is the first day I'm not sore from that. And I do deadlifts all the time, but I just had never done that many ever, ever in a day. When we least. say Thursday, that was three weeks ago. She's been sore for three weeks. <laughs> God. Amanda, shut up. Something's wrong. Yeah. Long, long B games, gains. No, but, but the newbie gains thing, I understand why it is like, cause it is really helpful to understand like, why does it happen so fast at first? And then why does it slow down? And so it makes sense in theory, but I do think technically it's like a year is what people are talking about. So you're out, you're like outside of that window. Also everyone ages, which is a thing no one likes. Um, especially us young babies here in LA. I tell you who doesn't age is Paul Rudd. 
I feel like I always just <laughs> from see your that. mouth to God's ears. I feel like I see that on BuzzFeed a lot or something. Do you know him? I don't know him. No, I wish. Mm, okay. Kansas City. Does Chris? Does Chris Pine know him? I bet then you he does. <laughs> Probably. I bet he does. Stanger. Stanger. I'll be like, organize a meet and greet uh, with Paul Rudd. <laughs> be like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> Chris Pine, it's me, Ryan Stanger. <laughs> he would know me as Stanger. Cute. Who? Yeah. I would say like Pine. elementary, um, ele- yeah, elementary, middle school, and then high school that was starting to shift a little bit. Um, and then college is all stangers. Yeah. I can't believe you just let people rename you out of exhaustion, but I can believe it too, but I also can't believe it, you know? Apathy and also acceptance, I think, is involved too. It wasn't acceptance. so much as being tired of it. It was just more, do I care about this? <laughs> I don't. Uh, great. So- I'm sorry. I feel like I destroyed you on that newbie question. No, it's good. No, I mean, I wanted the real answer. So, uh, but I mean, there's, a, I'm, I'm feeling motivated. I'm good. There's yeah, still a lot of other exciting stuff too, because yes. you're two years into it. You did the same close to the same thing for a couple of years. Now you're doing something different. So yes. you'll be getting all kinds of benefit from that. And then it's cool too, because you're like, Ooh, I'm going to go back to some of that other stuff and you a little bit more volume training for a while. And then now I'm going to train heavy. And then now I'm going to train. So you got like a lot of exciting stuff to kind of experiment with and try and, um, so, you know, the newbie gains don't end there. It's just, you know, you can apply them to different modalities of training and different movements and all kinds of stuff. There. Yeah, absolutely. There we go. We're getting jacked. We're going to become <laughs> super strong. We're, we're doing it. Getting jacked. We are doing 2023. it. 2023, baby. Tina Fey told a story about, um, Tracy Morgan on the set of, um, 30 Rock. This is about cocaine. It's I'm not, out. It's not. Uh, <laughs> it's about bread. It's about jacked. And he kept saying, okay, um, okay. he kept saying, like, who's that? Who's that actor, Jack Human? And she was like, what? And he's like, the movie I like, the actor, Jack Human. And she was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you know, the movie I love right now is the guy who plays Wolverine. And she's like, oh, Hugh Jackman. And then so <laughs> he just couldn't place <laughs> Jack Doesn't Human. He, didn't he have a? Traumatic brain injury. This was Come on. well before that, though. <laughs> yeah, this is way before. Uh, okay, okay. And all to right, bring it right. kind of full circle, it was a Walmart truck that did strike his limousine and cause all this. <gasps> that is where you full bought circle. your gun and your snack wells mm-hmm. and your Christian movie. Is that what and you said? Patio furniture. Yeah. Movie. And, patio furniture, yeah. which I am in the market for. So let me know. Ooh, you got that patio money? <laughs> oh, girl, that's all I got. That's all I got <laughs> is the patio money. It's incredibly expensive. You're like, oh, the stuff I like is $42,000. Okay, I guess I'll just go with the plastic chairs then, you know. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Because you'll look, you're like, oh, it's nice cushions. It's the right color. $82,000. Uh, no, I'm telling you guys, you have to be so rich to have patio furniture in the valley because you have to... You have it, the sun, the sun destroys it, or then this rain destroys it. And so either way, I got a, I got a umbrella in the pool. It's broken now. I need a new umbrella. These things are expensive. Yeah. This, it's hard. The sun kind of like I'm saying is it's awful. The sun kind of beats it up and then like the rain will dissolve it. 
You're like, yes, well, okay, yes. that's the end of that. <laughs> it dissolves whatever is left. So it's like, all right, I guess my inside chairs are now my outside chairs. Anyway, these are problems I don't need to talk about on the dumbbells. <laughs> I'll talk to them about it at therapy when I have it next week. Uh, Thank you, God. Amanda, is there anything you like to plug at this time? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I got some UCB shows coming up. Um, my improv team, Wild, hosts a show at UCB Franklin the second Sunday of every month at 10 p.m. It's called Wild Indie Nights. Um, we're an all-ladies team, and it's usually a very fun, raunchy show. Um, I also have a show called Do the Dumb with my team, Dick Cannon, where we invite comedians to do their dumbest ideas. Uh, that's very fun. Um, and that, that is um, Saturday, March 18th at 1130 p.m. Is that also UCB? That's also at UCB. Thank you for. Uh, really fun. Shows are back now at UCB and it's a great place to watch comedy. That theater is really special. People should check it out if they haven't done it before. I mean, it has been so long since someone has said I have a, like an upcoming UCB show. Like it, what a, what a dream come true. This is that we're back. We're back. Yeah. It's a really fun night. I mean, if you don't, I would say even if people that think they don't like live shows as much, it's a really, it's the theater's crazy in there. It's so intimate. Like you're right up there. Yeah. You can really see people's faces and stuff. And it's a cool, you know, it's just a cool experience. If you're looking for kind of an LA kind of nighttime experience and you should definitely see Amanda's shows. Yeah. 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 Both super fun. Um, Dick Cannon was the name of the team. Yeah. <laughs> really funny. It's Dick funny to Cannon hear and wild. Uh, funny to hear you say that, like with kind of like a nice, uh, announcer type voice with my team, yeah. Dick Cannon and up next Dick Cannon. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love that. Uh, so, uh, for the dumbbells, you guys can reach us on our email at ask the dumbbells at Gmail. That's, um, Google's email outfit. They're trying out emails. Now we got it. Ask the dumbbells yep. at Gmail. Uh, send us questions, send us, um, cake comments, cake recipes, uh, mm. all that stuff. Comments. You can brag on there. It's a safe place to brag. Amanda, if you have anything you want yep. to brag about, well, you can just come on the show and do it. Um, yep. and then also we got social media at the dumbbells across all social media platforms. We got them first. Bunch of people were trying for them. We got them. We got them. We got them. One of them we had to buy it cost more than patio furniture. I tell you that much. That was a fucking real rough day at the dumbbells <laughs> bank account. Um, Aaron, anything you want to plug? Oh, I'm gonna go see Cocaine Bear tonight. So I'll let you know how that goes. Speaking, Speaking of, of cocaine. cocaine, yep, going to see Cocaine Bear in theaters tonight. So hell yeah, that's what I'm plugging. Meet me at Burbank in a half an hour. All right. Also, kind of plugging Cocaine Bear. Right? The movie? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Uh, on behalf of myself and Aaron, we're the Dumbbells, <laughs> our wonderful guest today, Amanda. We like to remind everybody that's out there listening to train dirty. Eat clean. And live in betwixt. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>